Magic Club. Together, we'll discover inspirational stories of creative entrepreneurs living out their dreams, doing the work they are most passionate about, and building wealth in magical and fun ways. While building a six-figure income as a writer and coach, helping other women to launch their dream businesses, I've connected with so many incredible people and seen it proven again and again that you can thrive financially doing whatever it is you are passionate about. I'm here to share life-changing strategies for mindset, making money, and reaching more people with your work in a business and life filled with creativity, freedom, and fun. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode. I'm so excited to introduce my guest today, Cheyenne Sapphire, who is the creatrix who initiates souls in their cosmic rebirth. Her offerings of Kundalini activation ceremonies, tantric dance and sensual renaissance mentorships for women include elements of womb shamanism, priestess mysteries, tantra, yoga, dance and reiki, resulting in goddesses standing fully empowered pure in pure erotic innocence as a magdalene rose priestess she channels prayers of the divine poetry dance song and ritual which she shares in her prayer performances and videos around the world cheyenne thank you so much for joining us today thank you so much as well it's an honor to be here and to connect with you thank you yeah i'm super excited for our conversation and i would love it to kick it off with you telling us a little bit about your journey um, you know, what was some of, what was like, what that main turning point that really led you to doing this work that you're doing today? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Well, my whole life I've been very spiritual. I grew up in a very liberal, uh, household. My mom was a hippie, learned about goddess movements and everything for a long time. And I've been dancing my whole life, making music, writing. I've just been really immersed in the arts and spirituality my whole life. And then, after university, I went through a really dark time in my life where I was depressed. I was feeling like I, I have scoliosis, so I couldn't dance. I couldn't move a lot. I was just couldn't work. I had no money. I was just really like in it. And I started practicing blindfolded movement and I was really facing my shadows and I was just going into the void, like complete blackness. I'd be in a blindfold for hours and would just start moving, start listening to myself, to my higher self, connecting with my inner child. I was, you know, I started hearing things and I I just started doing a lot of tantric practices without knowing they were tantric. And then I started studying tantra, reading books, doing some courses, studying with mentors. And then I had a Kundalini awakening. And since then, my whole life has really shifted, started seeing things, downloading uh, information from different spirits and different realms. And that's kind of how I started on this journey. <laughs> Amazing. Talk to me a little bit about your Kundalini awakening. Like how did that unfold for you? Yeah. Um, I was on a solo road trip in Joshua Tree in California. Have you, have you been? No, I haven't, but I'm going to California in a couple of weeks. And okay. I'm actually be going. Please, yeah, definitely go. It's amazing. It's so powerful. Very ancient medicine. And I, yeah, went when I was like hiking alone one day and then I decided to do a little ceremony and I do work with plant medicine. So I was doing um, a small plant medicine ceremony alone. And then I just started 
channeling. I started channeling Isis. I started speaking to, you know, Mary Magdalene came through me, my spirit animals, the Black Panther. And I, it was coming through very strongly where it takes over my whole body and then it would release. And essentially I kept, I was walking, having this insane journey, you know, connecting with past lives and my ancestral wounds and noticing the the different layers um, and threads throughout different lives and myself and my family. And then I went for a walk and I was, I saw this quartz vein in the rock and I stood over it and literally dropped to the ground and then the kundalini came through. So it's like a lightning bolt coming through you. And I was having full body orgasms that lasted like 40 minutes. It just went on and on. My body was shaking, convulsing, moaning, yelling. Like it just completely cleared through my my chakras. That's incredible. What an amazing story. And so what was you know, it must've been like night and day for you in terms of like before and after, what were some of the main things that changed in your life after experiencing that? Yeah, it it was really before and after, but it was also scary. You know, I, I felt, I, I definitely was contracting a lot. You know, when you have these massive spiritual expansions, a lot of the time we're, we're still in the human 3d body, right? So we get scared and when, and we contract, right. Or it's like, it's like anything in life. If you, if you do a, I don't know, massive goal and then you get nervous, like, is this real? And then you, you get scared. Right. And so I honestly was resisted it for a while, like for months. Like I, I just, I would be like, no, 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 this is crazy. I'm going nuts. I, I don't want to, I, I like, I, I'd just be really, I was like, I'm going to just keep going to work. I'm going to stay grounded in, in the physical, you know, but then things just kept happening, you know, like I'd just be seated, not trying to do anything. All the things too, like that happened to me, I was never intending for anything to happen. Like I wasn't someone who was like reading up on Kundalini all the time and wanting to have these experiences. It just happened. and they kept happening like a past life regression or I'd be seated, close my eyes and a vision would come through or I'd be talking to other spirits. And then I just thought, okay, I got to I got to surrender to this, you know, and I, I've built a community of people who also have been going through this. And I, I, I live in, in this temple of, of ISIS with other tantricas and priestesses in this house. And we help each other through our awakenings and initiations essentially, but it was, it was weird. <laughs> That's amazing. And so how did you start to translate that into the work that you're doing with your clients? Mm-hmm. Well, I started, we, so with my roommates, I started, um, we started doing ceremonies together, plant medicine ceremonies, and then we would do sessions on each other. We'd just literally practice and we'd teach each other and we'd learn. And, and these learnings would come through from my higher self, from, from, from different beings, et cetera. And I, I started to think about like a lot of spiritual teachings are very esoteric and very theoretical. And I thought, okay, we need to bring this into the body, knowing how challenging my experience was of, of grounding while having these expansions. I thought, okay, what can we, we need to, we need to still be in the 3d, you know, we need to ground. I don't want to be this airy fairy, like not out of this world person, you know? So I developed tantric dance and that fused the two together and, it enables one to, you know, still participate in normal activities and, and still lead the life that they're going through in a grounded way by bringing in the spiritual into the body. And so then I did workshops on that and then I created an online course. 
Amazing. So you're, you're really using these physical practices that you've developed to help like the embodiment. Exactly. The, you know, like the spiritual cultivation work that's been happening. Yeah. Embodiment is exactly the word because it's really important. You know, like we read books or we do meditations or a lot of these practices are very masculine in terms of like austerity, or I'm going to go to a Vipassana and I'm not going to do this for this time, or I'm going to cleanse, or I'm going to do this. It's like, okay, but like, where's the feminine side of that? That's in the body. That's in sensuality. That's the earth. That's the abundance, you know? So yeah, bringing in those elements. I love that. And yeah, a lot of, um, you know, like self-development work and mindset work obviously is like mind focused and writing affirmations and writing exactly. and learning and consuming information like you say and I think you know for me that's definitely been a journey of like recognizing like you know we are really powerful in the mind and we can create so much from there but like when you're not bringing it down and embodying it like your power only goes so far and you will still yeah. come up against you know like unconscious resistance will still be a really big thing for you and mm-hmm you you know you're only able to exert your power when you're focused on it but I feel it's like that process of bringing it down into the body and really embodying it um and having tools and practices to do that which is where you start to really live the things that you've kind of decided on um so I love that you're talking about this and I think that you know embodiment is something that I've only you know really started to hear about and learn about fairly recently but I've been doing mindset work for several years now and um so talk to me a little bit about like the how you know you've developed these practices and how they embody a more you know feminine approach to self-realization and mm-hmm. um, everything you said totally I'm I'm on path and, and agreeing with as well and and it's so right because a lot of the time we do like study these other things first and um, but with tantric dance so I, so I've been, I've been a dancer my whole life. I perform, I've been performing for years. And so I, in, in dance and a lot of the time through my blindfolded dance practices, you know, when you, you really let go and cause no one's watching you. And so you let go of what society tells you, you should be doing of even what is correct, what is wrong. Like you can, you can go, you just go to the limits of your consciousness and any of your body in so many different ways. And when you do that, it's like you're stretching an elastic, right? You're stretch, you're creating more neurons in your brain, which expands your consciousness. And so what I've done, like in the course that I do, we do do blindfold movement, but it's, it's not just that we do practices that help you create that stretch of the elastic without needing to close your eyes. And that's through building confidence. That's through empowerment. That's through, making strange sounds that actually help you have more pleasure in your life, which the patriarchy in which colonialism, which the world doesn't want us to do because then we are depressed and we're buying pharmaceuticals and we're going to jobs we don't like, as opposed to living in orgasmic pleasure, which is our birthright. And we can create the reality that we want, which means going against the system that they want to use to oppress us. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I'm, I'm even thinking like when you take away your vision, it's like, you're almost taking away that self-judgment because you're not no longer thinking about how you appear to the outside world, which is like, you know, the number one human fear is like, people are going to judge me. People are going to reject me. I'm not going to be good enough. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to appear as if I have everything together in this like illusion of perfection that really like is just a prison. And, and it continues, you know, like even as someone who's trained as a dancer, someone recently said, well, it must be easy for you because you're, you're good at dancing. And I thought, no, it's, I think it's harder because 
I'm good at, I should be good. So it's like, then it's like, and it, it, I still have to check myself, you know, like even as I'm doing these courses and teaching people, I'm like, damn, like, where is my like ego coming in or my fear coming in about being good enough? When the whole point of this is that you are good enough in every single moment because you literally are God. You are the divine having a human experience. And that is what I teach women, men, everyone. I, I, it's like the main thing is you, we are the divine, just trying out human bodies. It's not the opposite way around. We're not channeling God. We're not when we're in flow state. Oh, I've reached this. No, no, no. You are that. You're always that, you know, in thick and thin in the roughest times. I love that. And I, I really resonate with what you said, because my background is as a dancer as well. And I trained in ballet from, you know, the age of three, which is a discipline, which is like, you have to be perfect. And like every angle has to be perfect. And, yeah. you know, and like the teacher will come around and like poke you and tweak you. Yeah. So that perfectionism is just like drilled in. And, you know, and then I kind of got like lost interest in ballet after a while and got really interested in, in other dance styles. And, you know, I was dancing in like raves and clubs and festivals for, for years and years and years, but I never really saw that as like a skill or like as something that was valuable because it was not like in a classroom. It wasn't like right. being graded, you know, but I was like, that's actually at the core of who I am is just a dancer and being yeah. able to have that freedom yeah. and express myself. Um isn't it crazy? Like it took me a while before I realized like, oh, I can still call myself. I didn't, you know, I was like, oh, I quit dancing. I was like in that story in my head. I was like, no, I was dancing for like a decade. I just wasn't in the classroom. Um, and it just goes to show how deep that conditioning is, of, you know, especially just growing up in the classroom and being like, mm -hmm. if it's not validated by somebody else or by a system, then it's like worthless, right? Exactly. And I, I did ballet too, and it's so intense <laughs> and, it's, and it's so rigid as well. And, it, and it's like, it's, it's like, we're, we're dying to just break free of that, of, of like not needing validation. Like, it's like our inner children are screaming, like, please just love me. Like when I just do this, you know, and, and I just got massive chills when you were explaining that because I, I get it too. And I know even at raves too, sometimes I would like in early years, I'd be scared sometimes to even dance in front of my friends. Like, like, you know, when you'd go in the, the middle of the circle, because I think, well, I, I'm supposed to be, I can't, I can't, I'm not good. And it's just like, I just want to release. Like I want, let the endorphins, let that energy move throughout your body. Like stop. Like we don't need, we don't need that pressure anymore. You know? Yeah. I think dance is just so powerful for shifting energy and for allowing things to move through you. And, you know, I particularly, it's something that I have to actively, you know, cultivate in my life now because I'm not like partying every night like I used to be. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, and, you know, we tend to like, I think as you, you know, you get older or you get into certain types of work, like for me, obviously I'm work, I'm a writer, so I'm working on my laptop a lot. It's very physically static. And I think the big turning point for me was like when I recognized like, oh, I'm not moving as much as I used to, particularly because I was working from home. So I didn't have to like commute or walk or anything like that. Right. I'm really actively bringing and intentionally bringing movement into my day as a non-negotiable because it's like the difference between how I feel is like here and here. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, you know, I just dance, everybody can dance. Right. And it really is like that process of stepping into releasing, being self-conscious, releasing what other people think about you or how you look and really just tuning into how it feels and doing what feels good to you. Mm hmm. Exactly. And um, something my boyfriend used to say to me is like, if I was in a bad mood and he'd, he'd literally like 
before we even got deep into conversation, we'd say, have you danced today? <laughs> and I'd go, fuck. No. And he'd be like, I think you should. Like, literally, like, please go dance. That whole chat. I was like, true. Like, honestly, like, I hate that, but like, very true. Um, yeah. And so with tantric dance, we add, we add tantric practices and sacred sexuality into it by using our kundalini energy and raising it through our chakras to clear them of the debris and the shit from old trauma, from past lives, from everyday, you know, microaggressions to the stress of the world in 2020, you know? Yeah. Amazing. I love it. And so, um, like what is, you know, the main message on your heart that you really wish more people knew and understood? Mm -hmm. I think it's like what, kind of what I said earlier of, of you are the divine having a human experience and to bring to like, just bring that in, in as much as you can, you know, throughout the day before you go to bed and just like, forgive yourself. You're, you're human you know like that that the it's difficult the human experience is challenging but we are of light realms like we are that is our essence and we're just having human experience mm. i love it um um tell me a little bit about your sorry what's the word you use for performances like play performance performance yeah tell me about uh, what you're doing with that cool uh so i combine poetry dance music and I'm making my own beats as well into what I call a prayer performance because they are all messages that come to me like, like, like I, I channel them they come through very quickly I get into flow state and I write them I never so far I'm not going to say never but so far I haven't sat down one day and thought I need to create a piece like that's just not how it works it just comes through and then I I listen and do you know um and what, how I start got into poetry, though, is because I mentioned earlier, like I have scoliosis. And so I actually also wasn't able to pursue dance in the way that I wanted in terms of, you know, being in a dance company in New York. And, and so I thought, like, I went through massive pain, anxiety, depression about that. But then I thought, okay, well, performing to me, it gives me so much life. So how can I, how can I do this? And so I started writing. And so I got into poetry and then I, I used to sing when I was younger. So I thought, okay, I'm going to add some music in there, but I, I never thought I was a singer. You know, I didn't, I would never call myself a, a, a writer. And I just, I just like used what I got, you know, like I just thought, okay, I'm going to, I've got to find a way to, to do this because I love it. And one of my greatest pleasures in life, like the, the most is when I'm on stage and I am performing and I see someone viewing me and they like get a spark of what I'm doing and then they dance more free or they get into themselves more free like they're feeling themselves so hard because they see me doing it and that is the greatest pleasure like I just love it when people feel that they too can express however they want or be whoever they want to be in that moment you know that's like magic to me Oh, amazing I love it and yeah when I discovered your Instagram I was on there for like hours just like <laughs> your content it's like incredible everybody go check her out um so how for people who are like I need more tell me more and I want to work with you like what um what's the where where can people find you sure so you can find me on Instagram at Cheyenne Sapphire but it's like <laughs> there's like tons of doubles in the name it's like Cheyenne you'll, you'll write it in this Cheyenne Sapphire, but there's lots of like double, double letters in there. Um, also Cheyenne Sapphire.com. So I have an upcoming 
course, the tantric dance course. It's beginner friendly. And that starts on November 9th with a collective of incredible women identified beings from around the world. And then I also do Creatrix Renaissance mentorships where I can show you how to step into the divine role of the creatrix and in that I incorporate womb shamanism, creative expression, tantra, tantric dance, etc. I won't be launching that until about December, but in the meantime, I've got the course coming up. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your magic with us today. And thank you everybody for watching. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. It's so much fun talking to you. I'm excited to connect more as we grow. Yes, me too. Okay. Bye everyone. For more inspirational content, head over to my website withsarahmack.com and please support the show by liking, commenting and subscribing.